Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. How's everybody doing? We're I'm doing good. great. Braves won last night, so I'm, you know I'm, I'm so happy. Up I one, can't stand one, it. zero. Of the three of us, two of us care about that. Exactly. Man, great. I always but, like winners. But I will say the NBA Finals, which I know you care about. I did care about. They were over. Yeah, the last game. I'm a I'm a I'm a Heat fan, and it was Uh-oh. it was a big. It was bloody. Last. It was it was mm. bad. You know, they embarrassed LeBron two times, and I knew he I knew it was going to be fiery on Sunday night. I mean, they came out looking like LeBron was personally going to murder them had I, they not scored. Every I game. was watching it while watching the Rays and uh, mm-hmm. um, Yankees. Yankees game, and uh, it. At one point when they're up 30 in the third quarter, I was like, oh, this is bad for a championship game. It was, yeah. it, was it was bloody. It was it was the first time I really think the Lakers played like a championship team. They were everybody was firing on, on all cylinders. And it was it was fun for the first quarter watching them. Yeah. I mean, it was not fun for me. I was I was very angry the whole time. But <laughs> it was still it was still they put up whatever. a noble fight in games what, three and four? Five, four, three. Five. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I would say three, four, and five. Three, they four, played. They five, won yeah. three and five. Yeah, but, yes. mm-hmm. but yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough. To, you ain't going. He's is the goat, the, man. He's it, the goat. The NBA is delaying the start of their season this year until yeah. December. I I I, I, heard, I believe that's it, right. I, they I, normally yes. start at the end of October, but I think yes, they're it would waiting. Already have started. That's right. a short off season. There. Yeah. I well, think. they always have a short off season. Yeah. It's normally the well, but it's June. It's June to October normally. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but. Not for those guys. They start playing in the summer league in oh, July, yeah. and yeah. they start right. – I mean, those guys yeah. are playing all the time. This is what you tune in for, sports talk yeah. with hey. Ed, Jason, and – That's know. right. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. So, the so the Braves have won oh, – We're happy. Yeah. Game one of – Of the National League Championship yeah. Series. So, this is the championship for the, the National Nash- League. Yes. And then whoever wins this is going the going World, the World Series. Series. All right. Yep. Yep. This is, this is as far as we've been since, what, 01? 2001. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a long time. 19 years. It, it, I'm, I feel like, you know, because, you know, I grew up. I, we when, haven't made it to the, the league championship since 2001. 2001. Yeah, true. Oh, wait, so, was that the last time we made the World Series? Did we, we made them. 99 was the last 99. World Series. Oh, wow. So, as a, as a, I was a young fella in the 90s, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back to that I place. I also was a young fella eh, in the 90s. We all were. <laughs> but I'm back to that place where I feel that, I feel that excitement, that hope that I had when I was, you know, young in the 90s, and I'm afraid to have it again. You know, I'm afraid I'm of just, getting hurt again. I'm hesitant. Jason. I'm hesitant. Getting a little triggered, Jason. Uh, you know well, now that you mentioned triggered. <laughs> That's right. We'll be getting to that in a little bit. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh. Fun question from our virtual lobby this weekend uh, that I thought uh, I would be interested to hear your take on. All right. All right, here we go. Um, what is your preferred vacation style? Uh, Are you the kind of person that wants to be busy all the time on your vacation? No. Or go on some adventure? Mm. Or are you just like, you know, lazy and want to just eat food all the time? Are, are you talking about if, if it – so now if it's just me – by myself, which ain't ever. I was gonna say, how many times have you been on vacation? <laughs> just you. That's not ever happened because when I was by myself, I didn't have no money. So well, hypo- hypothetical situation. <laughs> okay, so me and Becky on vacation. So now we have to. Uh, no, I, I want to. On our vacations, I do not want to have too much of a plan. She likes to have lots of plans. Oh. But the plan, she doesn't want to be super busy. Hmm. But she wants to have a plan for the unplanned time. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm Whatever saying? Whatever that means. I would rather just there be no plan except I'm going to read and we're going to find really good food to eat. Mm. Mm. That's yes. for me is yes. is a vacation. You're a foodie kind of And I don't yeah. – it doesn't matter to me. The place is not near as important to right. me as it is to other people. Yes. I'm I'm almost identical to that, and I I thankfully married a woman who's the same, and we are all about we don't care where we go, we care about where we stay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, I I want a nice place. I want to stay. stay at a nice place. Are you I need Airbnb guy or no? I have been now. I Becky have and you? I have now done Airbnb twice, and and have really liked it. Okay. I, if they're nice enough, which yeah. they often are. Often are. Yeah, hmm. I mean, because you can choose them like I can choose anything else. Yeah. So you're a, like a resort kind of guy? Yeah, we like to find a good resort. We don't care where, okay. but find a good place to stay. And then, like I said, just find some really good food. And then beach the rest guy, is just. mountain guy? Uh, my wife's more of a beach person, so, you know, I like to be with her. Yeah, I, 
If Only I had, do it, man. if I had my choice, I would be somewhere where I could hear running water, not like the house is so you leaking. Just turn the faucet. Not, on. I say, not like the house is leaking or any of that plumbing problems. But that if I stepped outside, there would be a very peaceful, a peaceful babbling brook, nice. kind of mountainish nice. kind of thing. But I don't want to be in anywhere where it's cold, mm. so those are often a problem. I would have always said I'm not a beach guy, but we went to Myrtle Beach just recently, and I, I did like. And we luckily are. We were at a condo, which was an it wasn't Airbnb. It's whatever the other VRBO. Or oh yeah, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. It is it, the same yeah, thing. It was at a, at a condo, mm-hmm. and uh, it was right on the beach. I mean, we just had to walk across the street to get there, and so it was nice waking up mm-hmm. and going out and sitting out yep. and reading. On there, um, I would have always said that I am a couch potato kind of just want to relax and watch, and maybe that's true. But I think now that I've got kids, when I go on vacation, um, and <laughs> almost all of my kids have ADHD, so it's like uh, sitting around the house actually becomes very uh, aggressive very, very soon because yeah. they're very bored. I don't get to just lay on the couch and watch whatever I want to watch. Mm. So then I'm watching cartoons, and then I'm irritable. So yeah. we've learned, I think. Um, that I and this also very much fits my personality in the Enneagram. I really like I like being on the move and getting to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So um and not necessarily going and doing things, but I actually enjoy the travel part. And I always have. I remember mm-hmm. that I've always liked being in the car, going places, stopping, you know, all that kind of stuff. And our girls did so well on our last one where we were able to kind of set them up with movies and stuff, which we always said we weren't gonna do, but when you got four kids talking in the back, we were like, man, getting you, that movie you, going, I'll it tell was you nice. What, you eat your words a lot as a yeah, parent. That's, that's part of parenting. It yes. is. So we were like. What do you enjoy? All the words I said before I was a parent. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they're, yes. my, they're my favorite food. Yes. yes. So we uh, we set them up, and then me and my wife could talk while we were driving, or we could do our own thing. And so um, so I would say I'm probably more of like, uh, I think one of the choices I remember because I was typing them in. Um, on the online service, it was like adventure seeker. That's more me. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to yeah. come back and say I did something. Okay. Um, so, that's me. All right. Yeah. I, it it does definitely change once your kids are gone because we did. I, was a lot. Say, we, I mean, we, mm-hmm. in our family, mm-hmm. Nathan's brothers, we have mm-hmm. one that is very much. We need to have a plan, and it needs to be active. Mm-hmm. Right. The plan cannot be we're going to stay here today and maybe watch a movie and go get something to eat. And, yes. Yep. Which is funny though, as and now that he has children, he's more of a I want to go somewhere and just kind of relax yeah. and be mm-hmm. be be at a place. And now that I have children, I'm like God, we got to get out of the house because I was more yeah. like let's just lay and hang out. I will say Becky and I typically will fi- we like cities. If yeah. I had to make a choice, I'm going to go. If I have to go between beach, I, I like to go somewhere I can go learn. Some I'm a learner, mm-hmm. so museums are big for me. Yeah, I love to me go too. to museums. I Ooh. love to. So we're not. We hate museums. Oh my goodness, I love Can't museums. Before we had kids, my wife and I, whenever we went anywhere, that's what we did—a museum or some mm-hmm. kind of national park or some kind mm-hmm. of thing like that. Some, some. Once again, a place I could go and say I was there. Like mm. we went to the uh, on this one. My girls were excited. We went to the Ripley's Aquarium in Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, <laughs> the biggest waste of 160 bucks. I mean, I hate that. I guess we're not going to get sponsored by Ripley's Aquarium oh, in Myrtle Beach. That's okay. But yeah, it was where water runs up. Yeah, yeah, I know. It wasn't that. It was just less fish. And anyway, my kids, my kids were excited for a little bit, and then of course, as every kid among eight, once you've paid the hundred sixty bucks and you're in there for fifteen minutes, they're ready to leave. They want to run through the aquarium yes, as go, fast as possible. Look, we pay, we pay a lot of money getting this aquarium. You guys are going to look at we're every shark, this. every every starfish. We, we're stopping. We're looking. We're learning something about this starfish. So that was not fun for them. But. Awesome. All right, on to the more serious fair, okay. which is what more everybody's serious. here for. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, we'll question. be shocked to learn they don't care at all about our, our, our educated answers no. on anything. They care about that nonsense. Right. <laughs> our, our viewership's about to go down. That's right. Y'all, t- y'all tell us what you care about. That's well, right. you know, the good part is we can just see it on YouTube. Yes, we can we'll watch when, when you watch it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, here's a question that uh, I've heard a lot uh, right. throughout the years because it, it – it, it's a conundrum for some people, and I get it. Um, it's a big word. And <laughs> Ed laughed at my word. big word. And you, you, you're piling this one on. I don't <laughs> you know are, really. Answer. I am. <laughs> a conundrum. Yes. We have the answer. Yes. <laughs> so people have asked me throughout the years, okay, so why is it that God doesn't make himself more clear, more visible? And, and I think uh, what, what people uh, mean when they ask me that question is, you know, 
I know I'm supposed to have faith, but why didn't God just show up and show himself to me? And then I wouldn't have to believe. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have to have so much faith. Um, they, they, they ask the question in, in terms of, I think it would be better if God just showed himself in a more visible kind of way. So who wants to go first on that? Why do you, why, I have a few thoughts, but. I also have a few thoughts. Go ahead and I'm, start I'm okay your, let start your thoughts. I only want to preface it with one thing, because okay. this isn't a, this isn't a full answer to the question. Okay. Um, and I know there's, there's more details to this, but I do think it's important to say when you say like, why doesn't God just show up and mm-hmm. appear? That is the basis of the Christian faith, though, is that we do it's believe like, yes. that God did show up yes. and he did make himself clear mm-hmm. with Jesus on the cross in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, I get that's probably not the question that you're asking. You're asking, no. why did God not it's personally a personal, it's come a to me? But well, I do but, think it's just important to yeah. preface with that idea. And Absolutely. let's be really clear that even when that happened, not everyone who saw him personally— Absolutely. Did have faith. In fact, I was Which just reading. Which probably gets to one of our reasons. That well, yeah, and my, I was just going to say that the chapter that I'd read in my discipleship group today was uh, an instance from the book of John where people were literally coming to Jesus after he had just performed a miracle, by the way, of uh, the loaves and fish. And they yeah. said, mm-hmm. now you need to, why don't you show us a miracle so that we will believe in you? Yeah. And they had actually been there they for witness right. one. They wanted something for themselves. So that that's always been the case, I think. That ultimately, I think, is the answer. When I, I, I can remember years ago, I wound up having a conversation like this, and then I did a message called Seeing Isn't Believing. Because mm. I, I, I think we all think if I saw it, I'd believe it. Mm. But you see stuff all the time that you choose not to That's believe. Right. The, tr- the truth is believing is seeing. I believe something is true, and I look for it. Mm. <laughs> I begin to see it everywhere around me. If I... Because Christians and non-Christians see the same things. Christians and atheists see the same things mm-hmm. and draw different conclusions. Yes. The evidence is, is the same. Yeah. So one person says that's coincidence. The other person says that's God. One person said Jesus is the son of God. The other person said, no, he's a devil. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's not, it's not seeing as believing. We, we, once I take a step of faith, what I see changes, mm-hmm. and I think it's the nature of hum- humanity. It's true with human beings. You can. There are people, for most of us, I guess this, I can't say 100% because I'm not in everybody's head. I'll say this of me. There are people I see, and I'll look at them, and I'll watch them for a while. I don't know them very well, and this is going to tell you more than you want to know. It sounds really judgmental. I, I bet most people are this way. I don't know you very well. I'll watch you. And I'll, I'll draw a conclusion about you. I don't really have evidence other than what I have seen. And I either say, that's a really nice person. I don't know anything beyond what I have surmised about a little bit of evidence. I don't know for sure they're a night person. Or there's other people watching the same person and go, <laughs> that dude's a fake. Mm-hmm. Sure. They also don't have any more evidence. Mm-hmm. I am drawing conclusions yep. out of uh, what I see. So I've... I've always said I don't believe for me that if God showed up in front of me, unless he came as the appearance of what I have in my head, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd have yeah. to be, which again, if he was God, and even then I would think, because I know too much, I'd go, dude, mm-hmm. you just had a psychotic episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you I've heard people psych- say that. You had a psychotic ep- yeah. episode right there. I just recently heard um, a question and answer session where um, someone asked, it was a person who was an avowed atheist, and they said, so... Could you tell us what would it take for you to see or experience for you to believe that God was real? And one of the things they said, what well, they said something like, well, I guess if a chicken learned to talk and taught me, you know, physics or something like that. And, and it was something ridiculous like that. And, the, and they said, well, actually, like you just said, if, if that happened, I would question myself then. I right. would believe that I had gone crazy. So now you put yourself in a position where there really is nothing. That's right. Once... Once I've decided I need more proof because, you know, a premise of Paul in the book of Romans is God has made himself yes. evident to mm-hmm. every person mm-hmm. if you want to see it, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why when people say to me, what about people who have never heard about Jesus? I believe God hasn't. I believe God's going to treat everybody f- fairly based on the, on the evidence that they were provided. With. Absolutely. And if you had never heard about Jesus and yet you were faithful to the evidence that you had, mm-hmm. 
I think that's what Paul is getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, and even even you know, this is not disagreeing with what you said, but even more than God will treat us fairly based on the evidence, we know God will treat us more than gracious. Based that's on that's the what evidence. I, I should have yes. said. I should have said God is going to treat treat us graciously because mm-hmm. that's His nature. Yes, God is not withholding good from anybody who yes. wants to have wants the good it. that God has. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. going way beyond that. What yeah. we often get is when people say. God has not treated me fairly is they mean I wanted a Mountain Dew Zero and God gave me Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think it's the yeah. nature or of Or he gave me water. Or, yeah. or you Whatever. know, I, I I'm not trying to make light that I almost got it. Maybe they got they did have bad circumstances. You it know, is. I'm just saying yeah. it's often I need this very specific thing and then I've seen people get the specific thing and go, and this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's the nature of who God is in that. And I think this is really hard for us to understand. I mean, the more I talk to people about it, I think so much of our problems with God is God's basic passion and love for free will in Mm. human beings in that he does not overwhelm us to a point. Because I think even with everything we're saying, there still are people, and I've, I've even had these thoughts and questions of, okay, I get it, I get it. But he's God, so he can do anything. Why doesn't he just make it so abundantly clear that no one could deny? And within that question is the answer, which is then no one could choose to deny. That's right. And if I and he would, would cease to be loving. Right, because love requires me. Or he would change. We there would not be a human being. Right. What we know is humanity, and I I get that there are people that don't believe. There's a whole, I mean, a whole world of people. If you don't know, not just religious people, atheists that don't believe free will exists. That's right. That we're just, mm-hmm. we're reacting out of our genes, mm-hmm. reacting out of our chemistry, and, all, yeah. and our instincts and all of that. And so for them, one, you don't already believe in God, so this is not an honest question if you are an atheist who's wanting to know this because you already decided mm-hmm. that this isn't true, and you don't believe I have free will, so every explanation I make about that, you've already excluded any answer that I could possibly give you. But if you believe that I am actively choosing, like I chose this and Nathan chose mm-hmm. that, and it wasn't because I could have just, I do like that too. <laughs> he does like this too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if those are the kind of things that we're left with, if God eliminates that, mm. I am some other kind of being. That's right. I'm not yeah. a human. Mm-hmm. And at its core, as you said, it's a, it's a love issue. Yeah. And God does not. God allows us the right to choose what we want to, what how we want to perceive the world. You know, we're talking about triggered. That's all part of that. How I want to perceive the world. How I how I want to perceive reality and truth. And if I really do want to believe, there is no God. There is nothing beyond what I can see. As you said earlier, I can look at all the evidence and make a compelling case for that being the case. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, when when you know the way English language works, I am compelled to want that because I've told myself that's what I want. There's something that's telling me. But if I genuinely, there's something within me that's, that sees all this and goes, and I believe from the Spirit of God that's compelling me, is drawing me towards it, then then I can look at the same evidence and I can see God's hand at work. So I understand, I understand even, that's probably another question of their time then, so aren't we just choosing? Yes. Yeah, we are. That is the nature of free will, is that I get to choose. Uh, and God, by his nature, allows me to choose, and I can then choose not to. And so I think mm-hmm. I think when you but get I'm to— But I'm choosing that with everybody, too, not just with God. I've been married—next year will be 41 years. I choose to continue to believe that Becky it loves me, though there have been enough in 41 years that if I chose to believe that she doesn't, I have enough evidence. Well, sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have more. Th- I have way more than enough evidence to mm. prove that she does. Mm-hmm. I also have a mountain of evidence that says that she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I've known both. I've known you your whole life. I've known you for more of your life than I had than of your life than you haven't known me. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of evidence to say we are going to be committed to each other our whole life long. But I, if that ceased to be true, I would say to myself, I, I should have seen that coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah, because I should have looked at that other evidence. I should have looked at that other evidence because that's the way that is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right, on to uh, our Sunday discussion. Cut it right there, Joel. <laughs>
All right. Uh, <laughs> Joel was not recording. He wasn't, <laughs> wasn't paying attention. Joel was compelled not to listen to this. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, Ed talked about triggers and uh, how we get triggered and all that stuff. And, and I thought it was interesting. And I, so I just thought I'd ask this question. One of the first things you said when you started the message on Sunday with this idea of triggers is that tr- being triggered or that just that language that we use tends to be kind of sensitive to, to a lot of people it's, these it's days. It's a trigger on both sides. It is a trigger sure. in and of itself. So I was just wondering, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Why I don't know, is that? I don't know if you all noticed in the service, whichever one you were in, I, and I, you know, I'm not trying to take attendance on either one of you, uh, that people laughed mm-hmm. at the word when I first said it, and mm-hmm. then I said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not going to be making fun of this." Mm-hmm. And then they, I could tell, oh, oh yeah, he's they serious. were a little triggered about that. Yeah, uh, you know, the whole thing is just—it's interesting to me how everything in our world is so incredibly divided. Yes, yes, and very sensitive. Very sensitive. It, it feels—it feels as if it, to wade into. Almost any topic these days, I have to. I'm very cautious, yes. you know, and, and I, I don't know why that is. Well, and I think when you so when you talk about the term trigger too, I think it's interesting that I think just how everything in our world gets so easily politicized. There tends to be one side that um, of the political. So I'll just say on the left tends to be the ones that people tend to point at and go, "You're so easily triggered." Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, triggered's the word. You're so sensitive is the word, but. I would say, say based on even what you're saying, people t- as well, just as much on the right are easily triggered. They just don't use the word. Well, They're just as easily offended. But the, it's just about different things. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. when you talk about— The fact that it makes me offended that you're so easily triggered right. yes. is evidence that you triggered. You are triggered. <laughs> right. That, that I had to tell you how sensitive you are, and I had mm-hmm. to call you a name over it, mm-hmm. is, is evidence that I also have the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. I think at its core, the reason why it comes out— this may be such a high level that it's not helpful, but I think at its at its core, why it happens is because of how hyper-individualistic we are. And what I mean is I tend to really only care about seeing the world through my lens. And I think that happens really in every environment. And so um, certain words or certain events or certain actions, I do view solely through my lens and either I become very offended based on something you said that may not have been meant to trigger me because Mm -hmm. I only can see it through that lens. Or on the other side, I may do or say something to trigger you. Mm -hmm. You tell me it, but because I'm only care about viewing it through my lens, I go, that's your problem. You got to deal with it. I didn't say anything. And so it's easy to make triggers a laughing matter because I go, Mm -hmm. wow, you're so sensitive, but I don't care about seeing the world from your point of view. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, if I'm the one who's often very triggered, I can only see it through my lens and go, well, maybe they didn't mean it that way, or maybe that didn't happen. And I think really what Jesus invites us to is a world uh, where, and this is where I mean very high level, where the way it gets talked about in theology is a Trinitarian worldview, which means the three persons that we live in this communal relationship with God and other people that I am sensitive to your needs, as if you were me, as if you Mm. were a part of me. And so when you come to me and say, you talk about marriage, when my wife comes to me and says, hey, when you make jokes about this thing, or when you talk about this in public, or when you do this, that tree, and I know you don't mean anything by it, which I'm sure all of our wives, and we Mm -hmm. may have even said Mm -hmm. to them, my wife has said it to me, I know you don't mean anything by it, and there's this thing in me that gets very, I I don't mean anything by it, so really, that's on you. So why bring it up to me if you know I didn't mean anything by it? Right. Mm -hmm. As someone who is in, as marriage is, very much this, I don't want to use maybe symbiotic is not the right, but we are one. We We are are one flesh. There's a part of me that has to go, if this hurts you, Mm then it should hurt me, therefore I'm going to stop because I don't want to hurt myself. And, and, I don't. As, and as your wife, she should, as as the oneness you are supposed to have, she should be able to bring that to you. Correct. Right? And it be okay. And yes. so, and you do have that reaction, and both of you come at it from together mm-hmm. and come to the middle and work on it together. That's yes. the way it's supposed to be done anyway. And that, and, and, and the, and that really is 
the difference with the Christian worldview, that is the way we should approach every relationship is mm-hmm. that when you come to me in this vulnerable state mm-hmm. and you say, this does trigger me. Mm-hmm. Now, it may be that because your past, there certainly is work you need to do on your part oh, so sure. you're not as easily triggered. But okay. as someone who loves you, I certainly wouldn't go, oh, that's the button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, Thanks for telling me. Now I'll be hitting that a lot. Yes. Right. It's, it's why it's never made sense to me when people say, they now want to be called this. Right. And like it's a bad thing. I'm going, okay, okay, they just clarified to me. I mean, if you had a nickname that I'd known the whole time and you finally have the courage to say to me, I don't like that nickname, and I continue to c- call it to you, I mean, I'm not just going, on. well, you used to be okay. No, I, I, I've never been okay. Mm-hmm. I just finally got okay telling you. It, it, that's a problem for me. That's not a right. problem for you. That I should just, if I love you, I'm going to go, okay. Yes. And I think on the other side, so we were talking about it, if something does trigger me, it is natural for me to want to put that off on somebody else and say, you need to fix what you're doing. Once again, not saying that, as you said, I should be able to say, hey, this triggers me, but I should also have a, hey, because we're in this oneness relationship, I I don't want you to have to carry the whole weight. So let me fix my side of it. You fix your side of it, and we'll both be better for it. It's the whole thing we said in the last uh, two series ago, the whole plank in your eye kind yes, of thing. Yes, that's right. It, yes. That's where it starts. i got to figure out my stuff without putting it on you before I can then work it out to you yeah. know, with we, your stuff. We both have a responsibility. That's not – I mean, Jesus never says don't tell the other person about the, the speck right. in the That's right. He says get the plank out then. so that that's you right. can help him get his – So you can see clearly. You, you can mm-hmm. see clearly then. Mm-hmm. I can see clearly then to help mm-hmm. this guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been working on this series for several months now, and we're now just presenting it to right. the church. Um, and it, I know this is true for you guys because it's true of me. As we do go through that process, I learn a lot. Oh, me too. And, oh, yeah. and, and so I just thought it would be interesting to start as we're starting it off. What, what's the one thing out of your prep of this and delivering of it and preparing it that you have learned maybe about yourself, just maybe about the whole topic Um what would you say is the big thing you pulled out of it personally? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let one of you all go first. I have one, but I'm, I'm going to let one of you all go first, unless you don't have it yet. You want to think about it. No, I was going to say that um, for me it it was getting real clear on um, – in, in part of the series that we're going we're gonna to slow down and say, okay, it's very important that you start to ask yourself, why is this a trigger mm-hmm. um, for me? And – I've become way more aware of those kinds of things in the past several months that I've been thinking along these way, terms and asking that kind of question. And it's really helped me um, to see there are some things that it just always has bothered me mm-hmm. or it always has led me to anger or to frustration. And um, I don't remember one of us says in the series, you know, it's really, I think you said it on Sunday, Ed, you said, you know, the fact that you blow up at a at a child, a, a toddler, who spills a drink, that's a problem yeah. because that's what toddlers do. That's right. And so now I look at now as a parent, you know, I look at that and I go, well, that's I am triggered by that, and that's important to say because that then puts the, the onus back on me, and I'm saying, okay, what is it about me and whatever it is in my past or whatever it is that I feel or I'm thinking right now with my headspace, wherever I'm at, that, that causes me to react because this is a complete overreaction. Yeah, A child doing what it's natural for a child who hasn't had as much experience with glassware or whatever, or whatever yeah. they're with that they spilled or they made an accident with, mm-hmm. we would all go if we were watching somebody else going, hey, dude, that's mm-hmm. they just they'll learn. Yeah. They will learn. Well, and that's critical to them learning that that spilling the drink that's one thing so you talk about spilling the drink that is the stage of parenting I'm that's in, where you're is, at I know. is little kids making normal mistakes and it's hard especially if it's the fifth time they've spilled the drink doing the same thing that you don't go now it feels intentional because you're applying a yeah. you know this thing but it what i have to remind myself is this is part of them learning not just how to not spill drinks but how to handle their mistakes mm-hmm. And if what I bring to the situation, it, talking about triggers, I could create a trigger in them by every mm-hmm. time blowing up at them. What they've learned is don't come to dad when I make a mistake. Sure. Because right. I made an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. You better be right. You better be perfect. You better, you better do it right. Dad only up. cares about being perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. And so going off what you said, it yeah. is what they do. And they're 
God put me there to teach them how, in a loving, patient way, not to make those mm -hmm. mistakes. You know, like here. Yeah. And to say to you, hey, uh, part of being human is yeah. you can intend the best thing and not bring about the perfect results. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. We all we all yeah. take care of each other when that yeah. happens. Yeah. So in that process, I was going to say, using that as an example, it, it has caused me to kind of look look at the ridiculous of some of the mm -hmm. reactions that I have to very common everyday things or maybe just even common everyday things that people say. And then I, I and you always know what that is. You get that little oh, yeah. thing, yeah. that little twinge in your gut, you know. And, you know, now that I know my Enneagram style, I'm a gut person. I never used to think I was a gut person. I used to think I was a brain person. Um, I kind of wanted to be, <laughs> but I'm that not. That seemed more perfect. <laughs> it seemed better to me to be a brain person, but I'm not. I, I, I react from the gut. And so now I'm asking, okay, why, why does your gut get all twisted when he, he says that or when she does those things? You know, what, what is it about you? And I'm, doing, I'm still doing that work. I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out. I even said this in a, in a meeting we were in this past week. I'm, I'm understanding some things that, that are triggers for me. And now I'm trying to go back and figure out, was there something that caused that? And maybe figuring that out for me will help me to react better. But it already is. Even the process that I'm going through now already is causing me to react better. And I'll say to you, Jason, because I, you know, I'm also, I, I have all that work going on too. Just that process is what we talked about with plank and speck and all sure. of that. Oh, absolutely. When I start with why mm -hmm. does it with me, now I can work on it because at the end I may go, hey, you know, I do care about this other person. I probably should, if I get to the end and go, okay, I fixed my side, but what they say probably isn't still 100% the way they ought to do that. Sure. Right. Now I can go talk to them without acting like, hey, spilled milk is the same as murder. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this is just yeah. a thing you say, hey, man, let's talk about if there's a different way to do that. Well, and then I get to approach them with the very humble attitude of, hey, I, I know I'm wrong. Right. On this part, part right here. And I'm trying and, to fix that. Yeah, and, and my reaction was wrong, and I'm going to own that part. Right. Um, but can we now move to the, the, the rest of that? That's you right. Know, yeah. Now that I've owned my part, can we get to the rest of it? So. And since if I do it rightly, which, you know, I haven't been able to do, like I said Sunday, it's taken me, it took me way too long. I, I may, I, you know, it, it takes what it takes, but yeah, it, does. it took me too long to get where I realized I don't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can react differently. I can then look at them, and if I have that conversation and they don't handle it well, I go, oh, I, well, I just triggered them. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I can still love them no matter how they react and give them time on the other side of that mm -hmm. to do whatever it is they need to do without yep. being condemning and unloving. Mm -hmm. Well, don't you think that's, I mean, once again, just going back to Jesus' teaching, don't you think that's why it's so central to Jesus, this whole idea of us removing anger and judgment mm -hmm. because all of that and honestly it's very freeing and it's not just freeing because i'm not angry it's freeing because i finally get control of something that jesus did create us i mean i think we often look at jesus teachings of turning the other cheek or loving your enemies as a very like passive way to go through the world which is just stuff happens to me and <laughs> i just have to deal with i get triggered and i got to do my part and then they get to do whatever they want. But really what Jesus is inviting me to is I can't fix them anyway because I no. can do all my right part of doing my part, come to them, they go, nope, that's on you. But now what I've done is because I've done my part, they don't get to trigger me as much. Mm -hmm. they, they may continue to do all the things, but I'm now in a healthier place where I get to do what I need to do, and I am, I have, may have to put some different kind of boundaries in my relationship with them, but at the same time, I'm now at a healthy place where I can do that. And what Jesus invites us to is this world where I don't, once again, talk about Trinitarian love. I get to exist in a place where people aren't rivals that I have to beat or objects that I got to admit, you know, you got to act all the exact right ways. I was talking with someone after the service, which is, I didn't realize how much my house was based around everyone else doing all the right things not to make me mad. Mm. And I thought, wow. is that not true for most of us? Like that and that's a great place to start. That, that realization of huge. that is a really, it is. Oh, man. Yes, yeah. that so much of my life is, and I would say this, so I, I'll say this because I know two versions of this, which is, Everything's around making sure mom or dad doesn't lose it. Mom is trying to make sure dad doesn't, or dad's trying to make sure mom doesn't, and all the kids kind of know we got to do it. Or, and I've seen it the other way, there's one child that's that, right. that becomes, mm -hmm. 
everyone yeah. mom and dad are making sure mm-hmm. child doesn't lose mm-hmm. it brothers and sisters figure out well we gotta do it because yeah. the world's gonna just be bad mm-hmm. and for the people who are doing that and the person themselves it is not only unhealthy it is not the way we were intended it, to live it really is impossible to fully love them you feel like it you're is. loving them but you're not full no. because yeah. there's a part you know you can't deal with Yes. I was thinking, why, and I hadn't really had this thought while you were talking about the Trinitarian thing, which you mentioned earlier, and then you were talking about that whole thing. When I can get to the place that I can deal with my stuff and, and God invites me into the world, which is the truth of the world that he created of, I can tell them the truth, but I can't fix them. Mm-hmm. That I am being invited into the Trinitarian because God That's is the God same does. way. Yeah. God, God decides there mm-hmm. are going to be these beings in the world that I create with free will. I'm going to tell them the truth always. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fully love them no matter and what. Serve them. And I'm going, to, yeah, I'm going to be full of both of those all the time. The moment that I can fix my stuff and I deal with my triggers and go, okay, now you still have a part. Let me deal with it, talk to you about it. Whether you fix it or not, I can still fully be for you mm-hmm. and and give you space. Whatever you decide, I have moved more into the yeah. kingdom of God at that moment. And it didn't really hit me with that language until you were talking about right. it a minute ago. So I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's key, yeah. too. And I heard someone say this this morning when I was listening to a, a sermon. They were talking about when you said the the thing about I love you and I serve you. But, you know, there's a way the world is. We very much, because of the nature of our church, we love the recovery community and, you know, central to at least the 12-step groups and AA groups uh, is this serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. And in it, one of the parts is I take the sinful world the way it is, not the way I would have it be. Mm, And that is so central. And it almost every time I say it, and this is probably my Enneagram type more than anything, it feels wrong because I go, no, 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 I'm bringing (laughs) the kingdom of God, so I'm bringing it the way it should be. But so central to what Jesus did is he entered the world the way it is. And he goes, I'm going to affect, and really the way Jesus and God affects changes, I'm going to to tell the truth. I'm going to love. I'm going to serve. I'm going to uh, bring myself in humility and weakness. And we're not perfect as God is. So part of that for us is the humility and weakness is doing the work on my broken. Mm Because I don't just take... I am part of the sinful world that is the way it is. So I have to take myself the way I am. You know, I even heard you say this, and I, I deal with this so much in my in my life. I'm sure all of us do, which is you said it took me way too long to get it. And then you corrected it. Maybe it just took me as long as it is. That is so – we have to give ourselves the same amount of grace and truth yes. in that – you know, you may be watching this and you, you you hear like the examples we give of the damage it does to our kids when we do stuff like this. And I know I feel this just, you know, I'm on staff and there I know there's damage I'm doing to my kids because it's the nature of being a sinful human interacting. Mm-hmm. And I have to, what I'm trying these days to do is when God convicts me of something that I've been doing wrong, instead of going to him and going, oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part, that's the beginning. But the truth is the first thing I do is, oh, thank you. Thank you that you showed it to me now. Yeah. Because and instead of going, why didn't you show it to me earlier? Because what I know is God has been showing He's it to been me showing earlier. It to me forever. But now I see it. Oh, thank you that I get a chance to fix this now and I can go forward. Because unfortunately, if I live in the, oh, I'm so broken, I'm so messed up, I'll never get it right. I don't get to move into the world the way it should be. So I take my world, myself, the way I am. Even with my triggers, because some of us, and I know this is future stuff, so this may be one of my answers to okay. the what I've been learning, is so many of us don't want to deal with our lives the way they are. We want to pretend as if it didn't happen. And I think s- s- especially if you've had some significant trauma or some significant abuse, um, because of the nature of my family, um, some of my daughters have had significant trauma in their life, and they're very young and they're beginning to process it and there's a part of me loving them and helping them with theirs which has helped me is we have to deal with what is Mm -hmm. and what was Uh, because if we continue to just go you know what let's just move forward and you you said this today which I thought was very good about a different subject but saying you were talking about a specific situation where someone's trying to build a good foundation without removing the bad foundation, and they're just going to build an even shaky life that you can't build. You can have a great foundation, but if you move all the crap from your previous places into it, it's still going to stink really bad. Right, <laughs> and having this idea of, 
a, a central part to dealing with the triggers is not knowing where to go. A lot of us know where we should be and what we should be doing. It's a it's an unwillingness to acknowledge. And so even in myself, I have to look at that as there's things in my own self that I'm unwilling to acknowledge and because I won't acknowledge it, I can't get healing for it. I can't move into where and I keep making the same mistakes because I'm pretending like it doesn't exist and it doesn't happen. And so once again with the serenity prayer, I very much live a lot with shame of and pretending I am where I want to be like I am who I want to be and I am where I want to be and I know where I should be and I know what I should do uh, and so trying to live with but this is where I am and that's okay because today God is giving me all I need to get where I need to get tomorrow and I don't got to worry about tomorrow and if I trust in that enough, then I will one day be where I want to be. Or mm-hmm. the truth is, this is one thing I've learned. I won't be where I want to be now. I'll be somewhere I didn't know I wanted to be. That's and exact, that was so much better than where well I am said. right now. That's exactly so, right. And, and I, I'm, I was just helping a friend of mine through that similar issue. They mm-hmm. were very frustrated with the lack of progress that they had been making in their life. And um, But, see, I, I know that this person has made a huge amount of progress in their life. But the fact that they were having that uh, battle within them and that frustration of why, why do I keep screwing up and why can't I get there faster? And, and, I, and I'm trying to help them to see and understand that you sitting there having that conversation with yourself is actually keeping you from the progress yeah. that you want to make because it is not appreciating and understanding all that you have come through. And, and like you said, Ed, it, it takes as long as it takes. Yep. It, and I don't get to set the timeline. I don't get to decide. Yep. I just take one step at a time and then I start. And then if I can look at where God has brought me, then I continue that track. Three steps forward, two steps back really is one step forward. Absolutely. It's all okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you really can get where you want to go with yeah. that pace. Yeah. You, it, I know it's. I know it feels so frustrating. You had three steps and you go back. It's. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. You're still moving in the right direction, and that's. That's what you have to do. So for me, and this isn't a new learning on this, but this, uh, re rethinking about these things, uh, putting it in a different way, and some new stuff. But the one that has really stuck with me is the whole idea of. Oh, so many of my tri- triggers, are. My brain telling me a story that's pulling material from somewhere in my past Mm -hmm. to apply to this situation that doesn't apply and uh, really drawing really bad conclusions. Mm -hmm. And because of my nature, I trust me. Yeah. (laughs) So what my brain tells me, I believe. Mm -hmm. And remind, and I've been at places before where I've learned, oh, you can't, I, I have to. I have to believe my beliefs and doubt my doubts and doubt my beliefs and believe my my doubts. I have to do all of that to really get a full form thing. When I went back into this material, I go, oh, that's right. I'm in the middle of this. This person's brain's telling them a story. I'm telling me a story. Only God has the, the third story truth out of that. I may be right in part about my part. They may be right in part, but I'm I can still be wrong while being partially right. Yep. Yeah, that's and, huge. And that's that's really it helps me open my hands. Everything that everything in my life that keeps me from clenching mm-hmm. is a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. And holding on to the thought that no, what you said was, and then the guy didn't say that. I go, well, what I heard was that's a way better that's statement. Yeah. What yeah. what I heard was because then it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every argument I've had goes better when I start with those kinds of sentences. Yeah. I, my wife and I have really tried hard not to, 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 to argue or disagree that way, not to say you or you did or you said. It's here's what I heard you say. This is what I heard or this, this is what I thought was this going is what, on. This is, what I made, this is what that made me feel like. Right. I felt this. And I, or I, even like what asking a question. Just, I, often will, will, mm-hmm. I often will just come and say, what – did you mean when you said this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I'm able to say, mm-hmm. well, that's not what I said. Or they'll mm-hmm. be able to say, if that's what I said, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. Here's what that's I what meant. I mean. And then I go, because in the end, what you said or what you did, at least in very core relationships to me, is not as important as what you meant. Now, mm-hmm. it's different in different things. But with my wife, what you said 
the reason I got as angry as that is because I thought you meant something that you may not have Absolutely. said. That's right. And when they my brain it to heard me, what you said mm-hmm. and told me a story about yes. it. Yes, I yeah. know there are very extreme cases. I certainly don't want to get into that. No, but no, no, in no, very, no, no, no. In very, in very, in most everyday arguments, yes. it is the story I made up of what I thought you meant behind what you said. And once mm-hmm. you explain that to me, you know, and so anyway. Well, because you know, and I'll, I'll go to even some extreme things because you know, again, for whatever reason, I, in my whole career, I've been put in situations where there. First, it was physical abuse. I lived near people that were regularly being physically abused. They also tell themselves story that get them stuck there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. the ones that the first time a dude hits a woman and she's like, "Okay, I know what happened there," and that's the end of that. Uh, it doesn't move all the way to the where. I mean, that guy can be prosecuted and all that stuff yeah, can happen. But the ones that go, oh, I, I, I triggered. I did that. I deserved that. I, mm-hmm. I, right. He, he didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Without ever asking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That also is a Starts is a bad story it that is. I'm telling myself yep. uh, about what's going on. Yep. I think one of the most practical things I learned out of Sunday, and I don't think I'd ever actually heard this. This was pretty brand new information was the part about it takes 20 minutes Mm. for the hormones to get out of your body which makes total sense because i i I commented online we had a we have a rebroadcast on on mondays at seven of the service and um on facebook and youtube and um i was on facebook talking with some people and i said i made the joke of you know i was always told wait 10 seconds but i guess it's 1200 seconds because i think that's just true like 20 minutes that's so helpful to me because my personality, I'm very impatient, and I'm very focused on efficiency. I remember one time my wife and I were having an argument, and it wasn't even like that big of an argument, but both of us were getting triggered and heated. It wasn't about anything important, and I remember saying, let's just stop this argument for now, and she said, why? And I said, because we're going to miss the movie if we don't. <laughs> if, if we argue, it's going to take so long, we're going to be late to the showtime. She said, maybe we shouldn't go to the movie, yeah. and like realizing, like, uh, and I think we still went to the movie because at that point I was like, Get in the car. We get gotta, yeah. gotta go to the movie, you know. But I think at I think for me to learn, uh, you know, I do really need to take a break, especially when things when I'm feeling that emotional thing, and especially even with because I feel like now that I've become a parent, and I don't know if it's just something once you become a parent where I feel like I gotta have quick answers to everything. They come yeah. to me with something, mm-hmm. or there's a problem. I'm like, I gotta know right mm-hmm. now yeah. what to do, or I hear a scream, or I see them fighting, and I'm like, I gotta come in. And instead of just saying, all right, y'all go sit there for mm-hmm. a little bit, and I'll come back, yep. and we'll talk. You know, I immediately institute some kind of consequence for that. Instead of, and then later on, I'm like, wow, that was an overreaction. Why did, why did you feel like exactly. you needed to do that? And so yeah, anyway, maybe, that that was important. Yeah, I was going to say you, you reminded me of something. And maybe this is y'all tell me if it's just me because it might be just me because I am <laughs> mega screwed up in my head. Whenever my wife and I are in a very heated kind of argument moment, I get to a place, and I guess it's those, it's the amygdala, it's the hormones in me that are going crazy i get to a point where i can even look at this person that i love more than any person on the planet and i can feel as if there is no way that i am ever going like how in the world could i ever get back to that place yeah, where right. i felt I, love mm-hmm. again oh yeah like I so feel that. it's like i will be mad at you the rest yeah. of my life With, this is it yes we are never coming back together and on this it's about fish sticks yeah <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> and in my brain, that makes so much sense. I, I can look at this person, and then I can go, and, and, and maybe it's 20 minutes, but maybe it's maybe it's half a day yeah, or whatever. That right. we separate, and, come, and then we come back, and then there's that moment where I look, and I go, dang, why? how could I have ever felt that way? That's right. Because how, how much love I have for this person and how close I now want to be to this person that I wanted to be as far away from as I possibly could be. I, it just it proved to me your statement on Sunday of that is a chemical reactive right. thing that's going on in me to just know that and that then maybe I can tell myself in that moment this is temporary and and if you'll just give it time yeah this will get better if you can keep yourself from blowing too much and just yeah go. and don't say anything in the interim don't say something stupid right. that you're really going to regret. Then, you triggered them, and now yeah, they got to have some time. And you're just basically you're, you're cycling through that, yeah. and it's getting worse and worse. And it's you know, whatever. all of us. I guess every human's done that. Maybe not, I but so. I okay. think it's just. I'm glad it's not just. Yeah, it's not just everybody. Because then I feel really, really bad about. Well, I myself. shouldn't say. Y'all can comment whether yeah. you've not done that. The three of us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Could be. We might find out we're just horrible <laughs> we're human just beings. We're just horrible human we're beings. We're horrible people. 
I just think that's why it's important. To I have. could bring people that would give evidence to that for me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could bring in people. Our wives who don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They could all come stuff. in and say yeah, that. Okay, so uh, this Sunday we're going to take step two. And yeah. I don't guess there's anything else big that we need to preview on that. No, we're. I mean, I, at the end of the message, if you want to hear what this is going to be, I yeah. told you what it's going to be this coming week, and might be good for you to back listen. In fact, I told you the whole series. I told you everything yeah, that true. we're all going to talk about. Mm-hmm the next few weeks and we didn't go into a lot of detail we do have some more stuff that's important for you to hear and i would really encourage you i think this is a series that is is so shareable for people i think i think certainly in in a covid season where we're all you know i know everyone's at different stages of where we're going out and doing stuff but we're more at home with people we love than we ever have been Mm -hmm. and i think people are more triggered i just certainly what we're seeing in the world we're all a little more triggered Ever, and none of us like it. Mm-mm. No one's like, you know what my favorite part of COVID has been? The hostility. Well, <laughs> That's been my favorite part of this and COVID part season. part of the reason is I think it's because of what we just described. I can't get 20 minutes away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we're all, I mean, yeah. I get triggered. I can't get far away from you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just keep we keep on doing the cycle. Yeah. So I'd encourage. So I don't. I, and I would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I'd, I'd encourage you to share it with somebody. Share Sunday's message with people um, that you know. You, you so know can I know. ask a question to Jason, who this is his team? So I might. I don't want to sure. blow anything. Mm-hmm. I know y'all are working on some stuff that will make it easier for people yes. to share. But I don't know if that's ready yet. That's your team. It's coming. It's coming. But not for this week. They won't see it this week that they can share. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we're okay. gonna have. Regardless, there's gonna, there's always stuff you can share. Yeah, you there is sh- always stuff. I just well, and it, no, you're not, you're not getting ahead of anything. We are. Uh, I just wanted, to, to, I wanted to tell them how we're hoping they'll yeah. use it if yes. it was going to be available. We, we are working on some abbreviate, very short, abbreviated versions right. of the Sunday morning message that you can share in a four to five minute segment with a friend that then will help help them see. Oh, that's. You know, maybe something I'm interested in or maybe something I need to work on and they'll want to, to come in here more and then they can click through, find the full service. Right. It's kind of like a teaser. Yeah. For, yeah. I, five minutes is I knew that was coming at some point. I, yes. I didn't want to put you all on the spot, but it, uh, he was talking about sharing it. I know that's going to make it easier to share. I hope that before the next podcast, you will have seen one. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So y'all watch for that on, I guess, both YouTube and Facebook. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. That they'll be available and use that four or five minute thing as a way to, you know, invite people to join. I just want to say, Joel's helping me with this. He's really the one driving part of this for me. He's back here just shaking his head at me like, man, you just put me on the spot. There so, you go. Well, I did. Now you did. Producer Joel. Well, you know, that's the benefit of being a team leader. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that- you can put people on the spot. So there you go. We're going to get Joel. that done. <laughs> so, but, yeah. All right. So please, but regardless, invite people to the uh, and Sunday live it, stream. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, invite people to the Sunday live stream. That is the, I mean, obviously on demand, they can watch it whenever we have the services up there. But I'll just say, their experience is better if they're in a live stream on Facebook. Get them in Facebook. It's better for them. It's better for us because we we can contact them better. We can have better interaction with them on Facebook uh, than we can on YouTube with whatever strange, you know, Auburn fan or whatever, like, name they have on their on their YouTube right. page, or you and, know, and I'll just Bama lover. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, just so we take some of the pressure off of Joel, because you know, uh, <laughs> no, let's put some pressure back. I think on he Joel. likes it. It's I just okay. want you all to uh, tell Joel how thankful you are when he gets them done. Absolutely. In, the, you, ne- in the next twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna leave it right there. <laughs> it's good. See y'all next week.